is the e-commerce coffee break the podcast dedicated to shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue each week you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on shopify learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host klaus lauter and get e-commerce insights you can't google welcome to the show Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Customer service, big topic for a lot of Shopify store. Some stores are overwhelmed, some stores doing a good job, some stores don't. Now, customer support is a profit center and a lot of people don't see that. So today we want to talk about how you can scale your customer support, how you can work on quality and make more money at the end of the day as well. Therefore, I have a guest with me today who knows a lot about this topic. It's GQ Few. He is the founder, co-founder and CEO of a company called ltvplus.com. And they provide world-class customer service in outsourcing help brands or help brands in outsourcing the support to increase the customer lifetime value. So we will take it from here. And I say, hello, GQ. How are you today? Well, Klaus, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. and really glad to be joining you for this coffee break. Yeah, sure. You're welcome. Give me a bit of a background where you're coming from, what brought you to customer service support, all of these things, just a bit of an idea. Yeah, sure. So we started LTV Plus back, I think, late 2017, early 2018, thereabouts. Um, how the to- topic even came about was because uh, I used to work in customer success in SaaS companies. And you know, most of my, I would say my experience while I was working was, was in customer service, customer success. And I just gravitated towards that realm where I like to help people, you know, like like to create great outcomes for the people that are customers that I support. And so I had a great chat with uh, my, my now business partner and great friend, David. Uh, this was in the conference in Kiev, actually. And this was in 2017. And we were talking about this idea of, hey, you know, why don't we uh, consider outsourcing customer success, you know, maybe for SaaS businesses, you know, maybe have CSMs and stuff like that. Then we gradually moved towards e-commerce. <laughs> Funny enough, because uh, you know, well, in the beginning, you're you're working with many different types of brands. You're just kind of kind of finding out what sticks. And so we arrived at you know, first of all, live chat for customer service for uh, you know Shopify stores, and we were seeing, hey, you know, live chat is a great tool to convert more customers, right? You know, you can provide information in real time, clarify any doubts, and also possibly. Uh, offer upsells. And so, you know, we, we, we went, we started from live chat, Shopify stores, e-commerce stores, you know, uh, and then we started developing it even further, providing full and full omni-channel customer support, you know, email, voice, social media, you name it, and just gradually scaled from there till today. Okay. Sounds great. Now, obviously Shopify stores or any kind of e-commerce stores, when they get started and they are hopefully successful, becomes very, very quickly an issue to scale customer support with that. Now, customer support is one of the main topics that will bring customers back to your store, customer yep. lifetime value. If we have a happy customer, they will come back, they will buy more. So it's a very, very important factor. I think for a lot of stores, it's difficult to scale support up as quickly as possible. And obviously, the most common question is like, where is my order? How long does shipping? Maybe some product-specific questions. But I think they're missing out on a lot of other topics that you can potentially use to increase your customer lifetime value. And that's what you do. Give me a bit of a background, what, what you're doing there. 
Yeah, for sure. So uh, I can touch on that example that you gave. Like, where's my order, right? So when we when we work with uh, different brands, what we see where we see great success as of today is that you know technology has come a long way since 2017, 2018, especially for e-commerce because the boom, you know, with, with COVID, the e-commerce just pretty much just like grew overnight. I mean, we've seen that growth um, early mid 2020 till now. And the technology has grown with that. And as a result, I think businesses these days are able to kind of run with a lean team or a lean customer service team. And that's something that we advocate a lot when we work with uh, different clients or different stores. So the first thing is, you know, always um, evaluating what they have right now, what technology, what, what tech stack are they working with for customer service? How do they have it set up? How big is their team and what kind of coverage are they looking to get? Right. So, you know, maybe they're starting off with a uh, eight to five, nine to five thing, and then they want to gradually scale up to 24 seven. What's a realistic progression? And so we evaluate that. We figure out, okay, this is actually what you really need based on, you know, the conversations that you're getting, you know, across all these different channels. Right. Because that kind of helps us set the, I wouldn't say ground zero, but it kind of sets the baseline. Uh, for customer service, right? Because we understand, okay, you know, if you're having conversations coming in from Facebook and Instagram, and you're also having conversations from chat and email, but you don't have those integrated, that's probably something that we would advise like, hey, let's get that done. You know, you can, there's plenty of help desks on the market that do that right now. Gorgeous, Reach Panel, you name it, right? You know, they do these really well. And then the next thing is after we've, you know, gone through kind of like what, what they have at this baseline, you know, we start to work out what the coverage looks like, you know, how many agents do they really need? And it's not just about, hey, because as much as we're an outsourcing partner, we don't want to just go there and say, hey, hire as many people as you can, because that's kind of like our service, right? But more importantly, you know, who do you really need? And how much of that can you automate? So talking, uh, touching on the point of where's my order, can you automate that, right? And I think at this stage today, the answer is most simply yes, as long as you're able to hook that up to whatever help desk that you're using. You know, shoppers can just easily click through their chatbot and figure out, okay, where's my order? They kind of get all that information from Shopify. It's like, great, you know, everything is in, everything is in place. Great. And then... Uh, that frees up your customer service team to really focus on the more complex inquiries. And you talked about scalability. We first focus on how much can you actually do with your current team. And then we figure out the next part, which is, you know, now that the team is optimized, so to speak, you know, you've set up uh, different chatbot, you know, uh, chat flows, you've set up different kinds of rules or responders, autoresponders, or even macros that pop up based on the intent of the question or inquiry that makes your agents work a lot, that allows your agents to work a lot more productive and be more efficient, right? You know, technology is helping them. And then we go into the part where we say, okay, how many people do you actually need to start providing that 24-7 coverage. What kind of languages are you looking at? You know, so it's like a it's it's I would say it's like a a, a different, like a few-step approach, you know, first understanding what your baseline is, how much can you optimize, and then looking at how you know the people that you really need, and then kind of figuring out from that point, looking back from historical data as you have those, figuring out, okay, hey, you know, when are those peak periods that you see through the year? Right. You know, obviously everyone talks about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but there might be some unexpected things depending on your product. Right. You know, maybe Valentine's Day is your, your, your biggest, uh, biggest time for you, depending on your product. Right. And so understanding what those peaks are. And then that's kind of when having a, uh, you know, um, having a, a scalable team in a way, like, you know, you can have a team, like you can have a few customer service agents come in for a few weeks and then kind of tapering that off. That's where it's helpful to work with an outsourcing provider like us, because that's where, you know, you don't want to have to take on the, um, you know, um, hiring more people in-house and then having them work with you full-time because that's just more like a part-time thing. But if you need to scale up your coverage throughout the year, then that's where, of course, you know, working with us to have full-time agents through the year, that's also a possibility. But I think having that 
flexibility, depending on the peak periods, is also something that people should consider after having figured out your technology, your tech stack, having figured out how much you've optimized, and then working with a partner like us. Okay, so you say key is getting the apps right, getting the platform right, baseline right. And there you come in more as a consulting partner and saying, okay, listen, we need to look on what you have from technology, Gorgeous, for instance, or help desk or any other kind of app that helps you in automating. And obviously you have different kinds of customers. You have the ones who prefer a self-service and are doing that yourself, figuring out how it works and get quicker to the answer. And then you might have a different target audience or older shoppers in your store that more likely will either go to a chat or even want to call in. Um, In my own story, I have the average customers over 60. um, So they call in and then they will have a person on the other side. Now, once you have everything optimized, as you say, that frees up time for the support team member to really go deeper into that, either to help with more complex issues or become a sort of a salesperson and helping you increasing the revenue. How can they do that? Sure. So once you have those, uh, once you have your tech stack sorted out, and I think one thing that I might have missed is also processes, right? Because you want to simplify that and you also want to ensure that your training content is up to speed and that it's usable when you want to train further agents to, you know, when we talked about the scalable part of it, right? So actually providing the manpower and, and doing that. But on top of that, the next part is then figuring out how do you set aside your team members? What do I mean by that? How do you divide or segment rather? So for example, when we talked about, we use the live chat example. Now having your team of agents just jump straight into chat, that's helpful. But having agents that are more focused on certain aspects of customer service would be way better because that way they're very focused on like these conversations all the time and they don't have to switch their minds between different like aspects of working with a shopper, be it a uh, uh, say a prospect or like a potential buyer versus a returning customer, right? You know, two different kinds of mindsets or two different kinds of perspectives when you interact with them. And so we talked about the live chat piece for increasing sales. So the first part is really having deciding who your pre-sales chat agents are or who your pre-sales agents are, you know, be it email or chat or, or phone calls, right? Because they will ideally be set up in a way where number one, they would have received a, a lot of training on, the, on your products. And also some level of sales training because they would have to, at some level, pitch the customers, you know, about what, on what they're buying. But, you know, we always come from a place that, you know, you don't just sell for the sake of selling, but rather, you know, you want to match the right product to the right customer because, you know, you have a variety of products. You don't just like randomly sell stuff. So we always believe in the longevity of a customer. So, you know, you want to sell the right product so that when customers get the best experience out of it, they're going to come back. They're going to talk about this experience with other people. And therefore, that multiplies the effect of having more customers, right? So training them, understanding that they're very focused on sales and, you know, it could be in the way that they're incentivized. It could be in the way that how, how you measure their success, you know, how measuring their conversions, you know, that pre-sales chat team or pre-sales team will be focused mainly on sales and also figuring out how they can upsell or cross-sell if you have other brands that are linked to your store, right? So that's one. And then splitting out the others into more of what we call post-sales support, right? So when you have that separation, you have a great focus on sales and you also have a great focus on retention when customers are coming back. One other thing as well uh, that I, you know, that we, when we think about, um, you know, increasing customer lifetime value or LTV plus that's, that's, that's where the name kind of came from, right. Is understanding, you know, if you're a a recurring uh, subscriptions type store, that's one, right. Or perhaps your average order values are really high. How are you looking into recovery? 
you know, like, you know, right now people, most people would have some level of carpet, uh, recovery uh, tools, or they would have Dunning tools in place that send out email messages, maybe SMSs as well. But also consider that because you already have this team, can one or two of those agents spend some time recovering uh, or, or assisting these Dunning technologies to actually uh, uh, you know, finish up the recovery? Uh, why do I bring that up? Because not every email is going to go through your, get to a person's inbox. You know, most people have that, what do you call that? Um, they kind of view email like like noise, you know, at some points, okay, it's another marketing email from, you know, company X, I'm just going to close that. Okay, great. But they don't necessarily see that, hey, uh, you know, maybe their credit card has expired, maybe something's wrong with their credit card, and they cannot, uh, they will most probably will not receive their next shipment, for example. I, I mean, obviously, there are different cases around that. And so having someone reach out um, from the, you know, from, from your side to contact them via email, SMS, or calls, depending on the channels that have been established, you know, just saying, hi, like, you know, it's John here. And, you know, I just want to let you know that your, 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 uh, your, your card has expired and your subscription is not, uh, you know, it's not going to come through. Could you update your credit card? But on top of that, what, what then happens? And I'll move this to a, let's say an SMS setup, right? Let's say you're having this conversation on SMS and, you know, they're, they're, they're happy and it's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, please update my credit card. But let's say right now I, as a customer saw that, Hey, you have this, I'll just talk about protein bars because it's something I've been thinking about just recently that, you know, there's a new flavor on uh, that you, that you guys have just released. And I'd love to get that, but I haven't had a chance to go on the website to switch that. Right. Can you help me with that? And that's where having a human agent can help you with that, right? Because they would have, well, obviously you can automate that, but also if the agent is already in that conversation, it gives room for the shopper or the customer to uh, maybe tweak some of your settings, tweak the subscriptions, maybe ask some questions. And by allowing this channel to be open with your car, with your human uh, team, that gives them the ability to clarify any doubts and also make some updates. And that's I, that I think is taking a step further. And obviously that will help increase revenue for the long-term and also increase retention as a result. Yeah. I mean, everyone is talking about the next trend or trend for this year's personalization. A lot of people are yeah. just looking into apps and AI and so on and so forth. But I think we're still humans. And getting a call, getting an SMS, being in touch with a human person, human being and helping you in your user experience, in your um, customer experience, um, definitely gives a higher value to your brand, to your business. And this, this kind of outreach, either for a branded card or for an upsell, or just if you are on the edge of um, yeah, the churn rate, obviously, if, when you have a subscription-based business um, place in there. So that all helps in um, getting just a, a little bit or a much better um, user experience with a brand. Now, obviously, you touched on that a little bit earlier. Training is a big thing. Um And I think that's something that people hold back, store owners hold back and say, yeah, if I give it to someone, they don't, they don't know our product. Now, obviously, how much time, difficult to answer, but how much time usually will it take to train up a outsourced support team? Sure. So yeah, let's take different variables and factor. We, we can give a range, I guess, in this case. So typically, we look at a 90-day plan whenever you, you know, first work with the outsourcing partner, right? You know, like we would create a 90-day plan with our clients where we would say, again, the, the first month is very crucial, right? Between the, two to, the first two to four weeks, it's where we, I would say, download all the training data that they have, meaning what kind of product content do they have, right? Uh, what SOPs do they have? What processes do they have? You know, um, and can we also look at conversation histories to understand, 
Uh, and this is a very important one, you know, how they communicate with their customers. You know, they can give us like the best examples of how they, 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 they these are the best example conversations that have taken place. And some of some of here are some of the worst ones, right? That might have resulted in a bad satisfaction rating as well. Taking those, that takes about, you know, um, we, we, we work that out and then re digest that and reestablish a training program where ideally agents are initially trained with doing between one to two weeks, depending on, depending on the complexities, right? And in this one or two, two weeks, it's more like process training and product knowledge, right? Because usually agents, when you work with an outsourcing partner, they already would be trained in customer service or their experience. And that's why you work with a partner like that. And so... Um, you know, giving them the knowledge, that is just the first part. The next part is actual practical uh, practical experience, right? So, you know, in the first month, they would already be trained, they would be ready to go. But uh, one way that we do what we call like a, a soft live, if you will, it's, you know, for example, if they're responding to inquiries, maybe these new outsourced agents will not be the first ones to respond. Rather, uh, they would see inquiries come through and how they can help the current core team with their work is to leave notes. So to come up with a draft response, write it as a note. And so agents can then take that or, or rather the in-house agents can then take those and respond. And if there's any feedback, that's where the in-house agents or in-house uh, customer service manager can point out, okay, you know, you could change these conversations or you can change this reply this way, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And so in a way they're already providing value, but they're not necessarily answering those tickets on their own just yet. Right. And so that typically takes maybe within the first month, we would establish most of that. And so by the second month, it's kind of like where uh, there's a bit of handholding between the uh, the agent and uh, the outsourcing partner and the in-house uh, uh, company, of course, I mean, the in-house team. Now, of course, you know, most brands would want this to happen within two weeks, a week or a month. Um, it's hard. You can't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. But then you will see the difference in quality, right? But when you have a proper onboarding plan and you're realistic with the expectations, it worked out. And so the two, the second month is more like a play, test and play kind of thing, right? You still have a bit of it like help, you know, and it kind of works out well in the second month. But by the third month, that's usually when agents are pretty much uh, already up to speed. And they, you know, every agent will make some mistake as a new person. However, they, they will have gotten to the point where they would know where to look for, uh, look for answers. They would know how to, you know, process uh, returns. They would know how to process the things that they are supposed to be, be it L1, L2, or L3 support, right? So that three month time frame, I think it's a really good one because it's also allowing, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, the brand you as a brand to work with your outsourcing partner and calibrating how your training will look like over those three uh, over that three month period. And what will be also interesting is that. Maybe at the end of the first or second month, you realize that, hey, you know, we need to get LTV Plus to get us more agents because, you know, actually we realize that providing this level of quality actually requires more agents for some reason, as an example. Yeah. So that three month time frame, training, preparation of content, creating the training plan and evaluating and tweaking and optimizing along the way is very crucial. And typically after those three months, it's like, hey, you know, um, it's pretty much on, on its own. And ideally, when you work with a partner as well, you would consider that they should take on a certain level of that uh Taking, take off a certain load of customer service from you, meaning that, you know, hey, they should be able to um, look at, okay, we're anticipating this increase in volume or we're seeing this increase in volume. Here's what you should do. And so they can act as an advisor to you to kind of like help you evaluate your choices as you progress through the year. Okay. I think that's was a very, very good overview. And I, I think the key there is that the store owner, the business owner, the brand need to understand it takes some time. They need to have some patience to get a good process in place. 
Now, obviously, a lot of stores see support as a cost center, and we want to turn that into a profit center. Now, therefore, you need to look into KPIs, into numbers. For what kind of size of a company does it make sense to outsource? Means what kind of revenue, do, what kind of turnover do they need to have? Um, is average order value something at, at which point becomes it a profit center? Sure. So I, I think it. Can, <laughs> one thing that we've noticed, uh, brands are, depending on when, when the brand was started, uh, some brands are actually veering towards a completely outsourced level, outsourcing most of their business functions and just kind of focusing on the brand and product. I'm not sure if you've seen some trend like that as well. And, and what's interesting is um, that... <laughs> It's kind of hard to say when is a good time to outsource. However, I think a good baseline to start with, I like to use the, use the baseline, right? Is uh, it's not even necessarily the revenue size, right? The, what you're looking at is, first of all, um, do, you have the, uh, do you have the right processes in place that do you have a, an expert within your, within your team? Uh, you know, obviously, if you wanted to start your customer service outsource from the beginning, then you would have to have a trusted partner who can build that out as though they're your internal team, because I think that's what most partners would strive for. However, uh, we always strongly believe that there should be a, a core expert uh, in the in, in on the client's end or the store's end, because that he or she will basically be the deciding factor or the person to make the decisions, and so um, that person will have the best understanding of the products and of course the brand, right? So when we talk about revenue size, it can easily range anywhere between you know two mil to fifty or hundred mil. It really depends on uh, the scale of it. Uh, I think when brands, well, at least from what we see, typically when brands start to outsource is when, first of all, they are looking to increase their coverage. Maybe they've never tried it before. Maybe they have, uh, you know, maybe they have uh, a lot of customers overseas that, you know, people are reaching out during the outside of their office hours. And that's when like, hey, you know, we need help. And it doesn't make sense for them to uh, maybe hire someone full time within where, where they're based, you know, and maybe they like to get some offshore resources. That's when they turn to an outsourcing partner like LTV+. Plus. On top of that, you know, if you're looking to step up their game and say, okay, hey, um, you know, because when you outsource in a way, it's already reducing your initial cost uh, because of, the, of, of depending on where you're getting your team members, right? And then the second thing is also figuring out, um, you know, with your customer service team right now, we talked about this earlier, are they trained to sell as, as, as best as they can, right? You know, not even just sell, but also providing the best support. And so that's where working with an outsourcing partner, it's, it, you, you get two things. First of all, you get the coverage because they can help you with the manpower as you need them. Uh, but more importantly, secondly, they can bring together all the expertise and things that they've seen work for other brands to you so that you can take your customer service uh, up and kick it up a notch, if you will. Um, and then another point for outsourcing is when you think about uh, peak periods, like we talked about, when you, you want to have a team ready to jump in when there's a huge influx of tickets. Now, you, you don't want to do it at the last minute. You don't want to say, oh, shit, you know, like, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> you don't want to say, oh, no, like, you know, like in, in, a, in a week or two, there's going to be like, like, like Friday, Cyber Monday is just around the corner. You want to already establish some level of partnership with a partner like that, with an outsourcing partner like that. Uh, a few months in advance, just so that they have enough time to onboard, they have enough time to bring the uh, uh, the, the you know uh, the training content together, so that as and when you need those people, the onboarding is very so relatively quick. And also, partners like that, um, you know, outsourcing partners for customer service, they would already have agents on the bench to jump in at any time, right? Um, some other points, so like metrics to to, to think about. Uh, I, I think those are those are those are like you know considering coverage. 
considering how many tickets you're getting, like what's your ticket volume and are you addressing all of those? And I think one really key important factor uh, or key metric, if you like to look at is the initial response time. If you realize that you're taking at least 24 hours to get back to someone, it's probably a good time for you to expand your team, be it in-house or outsourcing. And if you like to outsource and also reduce your cost, then that's kind of uh, a win-win in that sense when you outsource it, right? So re- you want to reduce that to at least like, you know, maybe getting that getting from 24 to 12 and then getting that to like eight, six, you know, all the way down to one hour. Of course, each channel has different metrics, you know, why I'm just kind of quoting it from an email perspective, but hey, reducing it is better than not reducing it at all. Because if someone has to wait for more than 24 hours, that's probably not a really good experience because everyone, I think I think in this day and age, everyone wants it now. So initial response time, if I had to pick one metric, that would be a really good one from customer service. Yeah, good point. Everyone is is um, expecting instant gratification, and obviously, yeah. yeah, chase. When when people making a decision to buy something, they are sort of in a what is it called dopamine, endorphin, whatever uh, hormone yeah. it is, on, on a high, and you want to take advantage of that, and you want to get back quick to them, and obviously that helps. Very cool. I think we had a very very good overview on how support and outsourcing support can increase um, your service level, your profit, first case scenario. Where can people find more about you? Sure. Uh, you can just look for GQL TV Plus on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm relatively active on LinkedIn. And if you have any questions, I'm always there to answer them. Cool. Okay. I will obviously put this in the show notes. And um, specifically for fast-growing Shopify stores, I would recommend to look into this topic that because it can bring you more money and not only cost you money. So that would be my my saying on that one. <laughs> Thanks exactly. so much you for your time. I really appreciate it um, for you being on the call today and chat soon. Yep. Thanks a lot, Klaus. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. You take care. Bye-bye. See ya. Hey, Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers, and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store strategy, offer marketing, sales, and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program, where I show you how to remove the guesswork out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a application-only program. To apply, go to my website klauslauter.com to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.